Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth. I'm your host. And on this podcast, I typically talk about topics revolving around life fulfillment. And per the question, what fulfills you, I consider the three core factors, your relationships, your professional career, and your overall health and wellness. So today's episode is focusing on the importance of knowing what you want, how to get there, and why it's important overall. As always, everything I speak about is from personal experience and what has worked for me. So take it with a grain of salt, especially with this topic, because I know a lot of people say that you don't need to figure it out. You don't have to know what you want, all of those good things. And I agree with it. I talk about that on this episode, but I do focus the theme around knowing the direction you want to go in. And I think many of us can actually answer those questions because it revolves more around not what you're going to do for the rest of your life. It revolves around who do you want to be around with? What city do you want to live in? Or do you want to live on a farm like where I grew up? What kind of income level do you want slash need? All of these questions, I truly believe we can answer when we sit down and actually evaluate our life. And so I break it down for you guys on this episode. So let's get into it. So I want to start off with why I think people struggle with knowing what they want and the process of figuring it out. And I will preface again, this is my opinion and I know that this topic can be somewhat touchy sometimes for people, especially because it seems like such a big question and a big thing to figure out in life, especially if you are in your 20s. And I'm not saying you have to figure it out. However, I do think it is very important to figure out the direction you want to go in. And in my perspective, I look at choosing a direction I'm going towards in, in terms of my career, my personal life, whatever. I look at it as the same way I look at my preference for eating. Do I prefer sweets? Do I prefer pasta versus salad? Do, you know, what types of food do I prefer? For example, that's a very basic one. And when we think of that, we're like, oh, okay, yeah, hell yeah, I I prefer this over that cuisine, right? So I think of it that way because let's say you are going out to dinner with friends and you're trying to figure out a place to go. You, You start off with narrowing down the general cuisine, And I would say that is about the same thing for knowing what you want. So basic questions I would ask myself. Do I want to live in a city? Do I want to live in a small city? Do I want to live in a suburb or a small town for my job? Do I want to be able to have a main job and still do something part-time? Do I want to work more than 40 hours a week or am I willing to, etc.? Again, these are the questions I asked myself in order to kind of narrow down the direction because once you have a direction, then I think the path towards knowing what you want or you actually just inevitably start to figure out what you want. And again, you also have to be okay that it might not 
work out or you might pivot along that path because that is part of life. So that to me should be kind of a given, right? But one of the first reasons why I think people struggle with this is because most of the time we are too focused on what other people think if we really pursue what we want to do deep down. In regards to parents, my biggest advice with this one, and this is coming from someone that has immigrant parents, fortunately, I didn't have too difficult of a time. Like I didn't have that traditional, you should be a doctor or anything like that. But of course, like any parents, they wanted to ensure that I could pay my bills and that I would have sustainable income and that I wasn't taking too much risk, which is part of doing business. But when I was evaluating what I wanted to do in relating to my career, I was thinking about two things. Number one, how can I build the right skill sets that would prepare me to work on my own, whether as a freelancer, entrepreneur, something of that nature. So my corporate job was in sales. I did this for about a year and a half after college before I left and moved on to work full-time for myself. But number two, I was thinking, what do I really want long-term? Like five to 10 years, you know, what is it that I want for my career? And I knew that I really wanted to build a passion project, so to speak, that truly just became part of my work and a means of making money and this podcast is one of them. With that being said, I know that it takes years to build a community, build a foundation of anything, especially in business, um, in order to see that growth years later. So that's why I still maintain other types of business and work um, on the side to ensure that I am able to afford to pay my bills and all that. So it's all about being practical. So again, yes, how do I make ends meet? How do I pay the bills? How do I pay my rent? But also what is ultimately my goal five to 10 years from now? And something I always remind myself to in regards to removing the fear of what other people think, in particular family, which this may be uh, very relevant for those of you who are also children of immigrant parents, but I would say is just to remind yourself that if you feel really convicted in the direction you are going in and you know that you have certain skill sets and you, you genuinely have this love for whatever it is, keep at it. And it's going to take years, okay? But over time, from my experience, if it is really what you love and it is something that you are great at, then later on, they will be the ones to say... They, as in your parents, will be the ones to say, wow, like, I really knew you could do this or like, this is so awesome that you're doing it. Trust me, it took years of keeping my head down in college and focusing and realizing like, this is what I want long term, but nothing great is built overnight. So stay focused on it, even when the days are tough. Another reason why I think people struggle is kind of similar to what I said in the beginning is that people are focused on the complicated details on getting there instead of an overall vision and big picture that would lead to that direction. What I mean by that is instead of asking yourself, okay, what do I want to do? Because that is very vague. Think of it like, again, asking yourself, what type of food do I want to eat? Or what types of food do I like, right? And there are also types of food you don't like. So think of it in those terms instead of 
I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what job I want to have. I don't know what I want to do after school. Don't think of it as such like a, I have to figure it out now, but think of it as a, okay, am I going to turn left or am I going to turn right? And you ask more of reverse questions going backwards. Like, okay, do I want to go into investment banking? Do I want to consider going to grad school? Do I want to go to law school? Do I want to work in consulting? Am I willing to test it out for six to nine months at this job? And if I like it, I continue on in this field. If I don't, then am I willing to draw a cutoff date for myself? I think the most important part of that is just having an intention, right? Don't just... Don't just pursue something just so you check the box and be like, okay, I got out of the way. Even with pursuing a job or career, understand that yes, you might pivot and have check-in points with yourself. That's something I would do if I was still in corporate is have check-in points with myself every three months, every six months and so forth and allow myself the time to reflect, okay, is this the field I see myself in? Okay, what do I like about what I'm doing right now? What, what do I like about the environment? What do I not like? What do I wish I had more of, right? And a great way of knowing some of those answers, even without experience, is honestly asking people with that experience. So asking people a couple years older than you, 10 years older than you, just ask them more about the environment And um, honestly, a little bit more personal, direct questions like, you know, what do you wish you could change about your position or your environment? Uh, Do you like working remote? Do you like being hybrid? All of those things. It's important to ask those questions because with more data and more information, you're able to make a more strategic decision, again, on the direction you want to go in. As most of you have probably heard for a while now, I've been consistently drinking Magic Mind because not only does it taste so good, especially if you love a hint of matcha flavor, but this stuff helps me get into my flow state and I always feel a stronger sense of focus, which makes sense since it is a productivity drink. While I love coffee and I do make it every morning, when it comes to preparing for my workflow or wanting something to sip on before I get into my work, I always choose Magic Mind because, like I said, it helps me get into my flow state and it makes me feel more focused and productive. The best part is that it is all natural and I'm going to share with you a few key facts and ingredients. Number one, it is known to increase and improve productivity. It has very little caffeine and it only comes from matcha tea. It's a great alternative for coffee if you drink coffee for energy and focus. For me, like I said, I drink it more for just the pleasure of making coffee. So this one is definitely a better alternative if you prefer more of an energy-focused drink. It helps fight off fatigue and brain fog as well as some ADD symptoms. And lastly, it is all natural ingredients including adaptogens, matcha, and nootropics. If you've been considering it for a while, I highly, highly recommend you give this a try. I drink this every single day, no joke, and it comes in a box of 15 and I like it so much sometimes I drink two in a day, but disclaimer, it is not recommended. They do recommend one, but I just truly love it so much. And even better, you can enjoy 20% off your purchase with the code FULFILL at magicmind.co slash fulfill during checkout. That's fulfill, F-U-L-F-I-L-L at magicmind.co slash fulfill. I also think there's a lack of self-reflection on 
your strengths. So what I mean by this is think back to your childhood. What were you naturally good at and drawn to? And when I say think about it, I really mean think hard. Like think like when you were six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old. Because when I think about it, for example, so for those of you who are around my age, you probably remember these dolls. But when I was a kid, I played with Polly Pockets. <laughs> Does anyone else remember Polly Pockets? Because that was for sure what I did as a child. I loved those little dolls. But I remember I pretended I had a business in Polly Pockets. So when I was playing this with friends, I would pretend I was a business owner in this make-believe life. I recall that and I remember that and I go, huh, okay, so clearly this is a pattern of mine. There's clearly this instinct in me to to sell something, whether it's a good or service, but there is this instinct to, to provide a business, to have a business and serve other people in my community. Okay, again, I'm referring this literally from Polly Pockets. Another trait that I had more in like middle school years was I remember that I always wanted to talk to a camera. I pretended to be a YouTuber, but YouTube never really came naturally to me. Like I didn't have that same love and desire for editing um, and despite a few times you know my attempts of vlogging and it's fun and I think um, you know I'm pretty good at it for being a beginner I just didn't feel that same natural like oh I love to do this like I do with podcasting and I remember as well my friend in high school from Germany she'd be like oh you definitely like belong you know speaking like in front of the camera or something of that nature because I would always pretend I was doing my makeup or I was pretending I was talking to my MacBook camera when I wasn't even filming or I just pretend to talk in the bathroom when I was doing my makeup all of those things I'm sure some of us have done that before too but you have to pay attention if you do it a lot you know what I mean like you do it a lot because you want to do it but you haven't done it yet think about it and like for me I knew that YouTube wasn't for sure like what was in 100% alignment but then that's why once I discovered podcasting which was when I was about 20 years old I was like oh my gosh this is not only helpful for me not only has it made a personal impact on my life but this seems to be something that is also in strong alignment with what I want to do and that utilizes communication and public speaking skills all of which I was told during college that I have great skill sets in I've been told by other people in life so think about those moments of what people compliment you for write it down in your notes I actually have it written down in my notes when I self-reflect okay what do people say I'm often good at what do people come to me for advice I, I notice a lot of my friends will come to me for mindset or how I make decisions or being pragmatic and logical or approaching the career field I think about those things and then I tailor okay how can I utilize these skills and make a career out of it it might not happen overnight it might not happen in a year and it might not happen in two years but can it happen in three to five years right what what is the foundation I need to build in order to get there so some of you guys might know I had a different podcast my senior year of college. It was called Young and Ambitious and some of you guys are listeners from that. So thank you for still listening all these years. But that right there is a great example. Despite that having not continued on, I ended up being like, you know what? This is a skill set of mine. This is something I love to do. 
I would start over and do it again. Last but not least on why I think people struggle with knowing what they want is because I think people just make it harder than it seems. I kind of alluded to this earlier, but you have to simplify it. And when I say simplify it, this might sound extreme to some of you, but for me, I literally just asked myself if I had six months to live, what would I do differently? While also being realistic. I hate when people say, you know, okay, if I asked them what would their dream life be, they'd be like, well, I wouldn't be working at all or, you know, something of that nature. But the reality is, if you think about what life would be like if you just weren't working at all, just think about it for the next three months or six months, you're not working, you're on a beach, don't you think you would get a little bit bored after a while? And that's actually why I believe the most extremely affluent people who aren't specifically working with a purpose or intention they feel unfulfilled because they have a lot of money to to buy things and do whatever they want but they're they're not waking up with a sense of purpose to do something to provide for the world to socialize whatever that may be because you have to think about it we are social creatures we are human beings that like to interact with each other And just think about what it was like during the pandemic of 2020 when we were locked in our homes, we couldn't really go outside or hang out with people at restaurants, like that kind of thing. We missed that, right? So that should show you that's kind of that driving purpose of us as human beings. We want and need deep down subconsciously to be around other people and find a way to help and serve others, even if it's like not necessarily our original intention, but the the ultimate purpose of what you do ends up being that it impacts another person one way or another, right? So I'll give you guys my example. I've mentioned this before, but the truth is besides podcasting, which I love and is something that I really want to do long term, and I hope you guys do enjoy listening to my podcast. And I have to say shout out to those of you who take your time to message me on Instagram, I am seriously thinking about all of you guys right now. And I, I don't say that lightly. I really do pay attention to those who message me and share thoughts. So I just want to say thank you because that is a huge motivating factor for me to continue to do this show because I thoroughly love hearing and seeing impact I make um, because it's different. Like when I'm talking to a microphone, I don't actually get to talk to you guys, you know, but you guys are listening but um, I'm not seeing you guys, so it's very different. But I love that it, it, it gives me a sense of purpose. I have an intention around it. But besides that, I do love music. I've talked about this before. I love house music in particular. And honestly, that would be something I would just immediately go and pick up. And I, w- I would drop my marketing stuff and just do like podcasting and DJing full time and I would pitch myself to nightclubs and try to open for big artists and so that's literally what I would do if I had six months to live. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. 
private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. But with that being said, knowing this, I, I keep this desire in mind as a potential long-term goal three to five years from now. And it's really great because I live in New York City. Music is a big industry here, especially house music, the nightclubs here. I personally love it. That's just part of who I am and what I like to do. House music has always made me feel something inside. Like, I don't know how to explain it. But for those of you, especially if you live in Europe, I would assume you guys out there really understand just like the house music culture and the love for that, which also makes sense why a lot of house DJs come from Europe. But I mention this because I recognize arts as my nature so music and you know by the way music this is not just like a random desire either I did play piano for 10 years so I have a music background it's not kind of out of the whim and as a figure skater I was a performer I was choreographing my own routines I choreographed routines for my students when I was coaching back in college so the musicality aspect was always a big part of who I am I I love the way it changes your vibe, your energy, your mood. And so while I recognize this is who I am by my nature, I also recognize my skill sets and my knack in business operations and negotiation, like communication. So for the first few years out of college, I am doing something a little bit more practical, which is using my skills in business to bring in steady income, but also realizing, okay, at what point can I shift and pivot into utilizing more of my arts? And full transparency, I look at it as, okay, if I were to make a certain amount of money over the next few years, can I save X percentage of that and have it as a, you know, cash flow, for example, a, a, you know, a, a way to basically not have to worry about Am I going to have enough money to survive as someone in arts or someone in music? And also my next question to that would be, am I in the right environment to actually make this desire practical? And the answer to that is yes, because I am in New York City. I have plenty of opportunities to go DJ for free and to try to open for artists and things like that. So I wouldn't be able to say the same thing if I was let's say, in just a different city that wouldn't have as much of a house music focus. Like I would say Dallas, for example, wouldn't be a good fit for me because there it's focused on different different culture, different lifestyle. And I'd probably say the same for LA. You know, there it's very different. You know, having lived in LA, it's just, it's more of the place, you know, in terms of like going to clubs, um, there's no lounges, unfortunately, which I like, That's one of the reasons why I love New York is because there's lounges, there's nightclubs, there's bars, whereas in LA, it's primarily restaurants, bars, and nightclubs, but the nightclubs are more like you show up to show face. You're not really showing up to actually enjoy the music. So anyways, just remember, simplify it. It's not actually a big, difficult question as you make it seem to be. Just think of it as narrowing down your preferences just as you would when you're picking food you want to eat or shoes you want to buy or the clothes you want to buy you're narrowing down and you're filtering it out and I believe if you do the same for knowing what you want and understanding the direction you want to go in you'll be able to figure it out 
a lot quicker and have a sense of direction and purpose instead of looking at it from a, oh my gosh, I don't know what I want to do for the rest of my life type of question. Okay, so now I want to touch on why I believe it's important to know what you want, so to speak. Similar to what I said earlier, it creates direction. And with direction, there's a feeling like sense of purpose, you know, on why you wake up each morning. And when you have a direction as well, you'll typically have maybe a general goal or plan. So maybe that is what you work towards in three to six months and one year. And like I said earlier, even if you go in the wrong direction, you will realize sooner than later because you had a direction you were going in compared to wandering and figuring it out as you go. In other words, it delays the process of elimination because like what a lot of people say, it's it's just as valuable knowing what you don't want as well as what you do want. When you have a sense of direction, I believe it also helps you make better short-term and long-term decisions. So one of them being how you spend and save your money. I alluded to this to my personal example of, let's say, if I were to ever pursue a real career in DJing and music producing, I'm realizing, okay, the first couple years of that might be a little hard as well with making money if I were to just do it completely full-time, right? So that probably wouldn't be the case because I would probably realistically do the podcast and DJing um, as simultaneously, but by then the podcast is probably, ideally has grown a little bit more compared to today um, along with some of the other parts of my business. So I keep that in mind, but I also prepare for worst case scenarios. So I think about, okay, how much can I save each month or each year for long term and how can I use the money I have in my savings as well to invest for compound interest of course. This also helps with where you prioritize your energy. So for example when I lived in Los Angeles I knew my end goal was to move to New York City around mid 2021 and I moved to LA around um, like early uh, not early but like the early part of mid-2020, if that makes sense. And I kept this in mind. Like, I really wanted to get out of Orange County where I previously lived for six years. And I'm so glad that I had a chance to live in LA because it was definitely different than Orange County. But I also strategically planned a year ahead that my lease was starting at a certain time frame in LA. By the time it was ending, ideally, it would be a better month and time frame to move to New York City. So knowing this direction, I put my focus and energy on building my career slash my work life. This was especially to help with affording to move and staying focused. And the other part of my energy went to connecting deeper with my friends. So what I mean by this is I didn't go out on dates with guys, for example, in LA. I think maybe at most I probably I think I went on one date in the early part of my time in LA so this was like September but besides that I truly did not go out with guys in LA at all in fact um, because that time frame like in 2020 through 2021 I was going back and forth between New York and LA I actually only allowed myself to see guys in New York even then it was more kind of I wouldn't say like casual, but it also wasn't anything in particularly serious. But 
even though I was like kind of seeing a guy for a couple, quite a few months um, that was living in New York and I was living in LA. But the intention behind that was because I knew my goal and my plan is to eventually move to New York. So yeah, you know, if I do hit it off with a guy in New York and I'm not living there yet, but I'm eventually moving there, well then, you know, we could see how the cards play out by the time I move there. But I also wasn't going to fool myself by allowing myself to be open to seeing someone in LA because I didn't want a casual fling and I didn't feel like there was a real purpose for me with doing that. And that might seem closed off, but again, I knew my intentions. I knew my long-term goal, which was to move to New York. And also, I'm self-aware that my type of guy is more often in New York than LA. It's just a very different culture here. And, and I think it's just okay to know what you want and to be like you know that doesn't align with me and therefore I'm not going to keep the door open for that but with that being said I can be more hyper focused on what I do know works for me and I can put my energy towards making the process more seamless so for me that was focused around making the move more affordable and connecting with friends and people that would also eventually be in New York because I'm a firm believer in just having a well-rounded group of people around you even if they're not in the same city you just never know when they might move to your city or you guys might end up in the same environment actually in fact that happened with one of my newer friends back in LA where we met probably only a couple of months before I moved to New York but we stayed in contact and I just think like we became really good friends like just because we're like-minded and and we just connected really well shout out to Ali you're probably listening and even for us we would talk about how she wanted to move to New York as well but she didn't end up moving here until like five months after I moved here but I think that's a great example right there is that we that we really built the foundation of our friendship while we were both in LA, stayed connected over the months while we weren't in the same city, and then eventually she came here and now she lives in my neighborhood, which is really fun because we get to do like cooking nights and wine nights together and just talk and catch up and all that. So always invest in your relationships. And I will close out with this, prioritize yourself. And when I say prioritize yourself, I really mean do you and focus on you. You will see the impact of how you prioritize and focus on yourself after a couple of months and after a whole year. This is exactly what I did in my 20s and I still continue to do, but I remember there was a period of my life where I truly just purely focused on working out daily, you know, so staying fit, being healthy, getting to the physique I want, reading books, listening to podcasts, taking care of my mind, and being intentional with surrounding myself around people that I want to have long-term relationships with. And that was all for today's solo episode. If you enjoyed this topic or some of the points I made on this episode, please be sure to let me know. Share the episode on your Instagram story and tag the podcast Instagram at what fulfills you and or my personal Instagram at Emily E. Duong. I say this all the time, but it really goes a long way when you guys share the show with your friends and those around you. Because for me, ultimately, 
My goal is to be able to impact like-minded women who also want to be surrounded by like-minded women. And I remember what it felt like when I was in my early 20s. It felt very lonely and it still feels lonely sometimes today. But full transparency, you guys, this podcast and the community I have from this show makes it feel less lonely. And it makes me really happy and grateful to see that many of you guys feel the same. So thank you for tuning in. I would chat with you all in the next episode.